I'm Mark Adams and this is Mark's Mess 50 for 50, where each week I look at a year in my life to find the geek influences, ending up looking at the year 2021 on my 50th birthday. This week, 1994! It was the dawn of the third age of mankind. The world was changing. South Africa held free elections and Nelson Mandela won them in a victory for equality and prison reform. The Channel Tunnel between England and France was opened. Amazon was formed, the book company. President Kim Il-sung of North Korea died, but it was so dedicated to the job he continued in office. Armagh is made a city, much to the surprise of the residents who were under the impression that it always was a city. And a revolution in home gaming happened, with the PlayStation being launched in Japan. I started 1994 working in Hollywood, not that one, but a small affluent town in North Down. Dr. Dennis Lavelle and Associates was quite an experience, which was good because it was basically work experience. It was a small firm with four others working for it. My first job in the morning was to make Dennis his coffee. I was told to make it strong, so I heaped a teaspoon of instant into the cup. Dennis took one sip said no, and marched me up to the kitchen where I saw him spoon three, four, five, six spoons of coffee in the cup, and he declared, that's what I mean by strong. I learned a lot while I was there, and not just about work. Do you know you can boil an egg in a kettle? Buns are for Fridays, and the Republican Falls and the Loyalist Shankill were basically the same. When my training program came to an end, Dennis handed his credit card to the secretary and said, Take Mark and the rest up to the Thai restaurant. It was a good time, and so ended my living in Belfast. My escapism was still TV. That year we got some great shows. X-Files came with the promise that that these were real FBI cases. High Adventure met informative education with the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. While Cheers had finished the year before, Kelsley Grammer continued with his character Frasier in the show of that name. Honestly, if you had never seen Cheers, you wouldn't have known that it was a spin-off, but it was just as excellent as Cheers was. Student favourite Ready Steady Cook were two members of the public uh, provided celebrity chefs with a bag of ingredients bought for less than a fiver came on TV. And this was a lot of fun, and I would sit and watch this with my mum. The BBC brought me a new comedy, Knowing Me, Knowing You with Alan Partridge, a parody of a chat show with a live studio audience. And the best show of the year for me had to be Babylon 5. This was a step beyond the sterile world of the self-contained episodes that Star Trek The Next Generation gave me. It was a show where each episode mattered. I can remember watching the first episode of season one and exactly when I fell in love with this show, when the Star Furies were launched. I just was amazed with that. Each moment of the show was scrutinised for deeper meaning or future plot development. J.M. Straczynski was the main writer and had a plan, a long plan, and this was plain to see in the magnificent season one episode Babylon Square, which would take another two years to play out. It was a very tight show, with even the comics and the novels tying in as much as possible, adding layers of meaning to each story. I was genuinely sad when season two arrived and Commander Geoffrey Sinclair was replaced. 
I had found work near my parents, so I moved back home. The engineering company was a few miles away, but I didn't need a car because public transport in Northern Ireland, especially rural areas, is abysmal. My parents helped me. My mum changed her car and I got her old car at a substantial markdown in price. Only four gears, no electric windows and a scrape on the windscreen. But it was mine. And I even went to the cinema. 1994 brought us Forrest Gump, The Mask and Maverick. We also had sci-fi classics such as Time Cop, which is basically the only Van Damme film I really watch anymore. Star Trek Generations and Stargate. Stargate was billed as the next Star Wars for the cinematic awe, but the storytelling would only be realised when the TV series came three years later. I was at the end of my first phase of comic collecting. I was being priced out of the market and had long since stopped buying 2000 AD. I stopped more comics, uh, X-Men, after the wedding of Scott and Jean in X-Men 30, and even the Hulk shortly after Rick and Marla got married in number 418. I had stopped Spider-Man collecting when his parents came back and I did collect the excellent clandestine written and drawn by Alan Davis with Mark Farmer inking. I was now looking at collected editions and graphic novels. Every few months I would buy something. I snagged a Burn Man of Steel, Justice League Unlimited, and other DC trades. I was even reading more books, getting into Terry Pratchett's Discworld series with interesting times. And Northern Ireland was becoming interesting. In August 1994, the IRA announced a ceasefire, followed by a ceasefire in October by the combined Loyalist paramilitaries. This was hope. Hope that the politicians would meet and talk. Hope that those hurt would heal and hope that this was how we would be from now on. If you would like to contact me, you can by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com, on Twitter at Marksmess Podcast without the T, and on Facebook with Marksmess Podcast. Thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. And next time, 1995!